Hi there and welcome back to another episode of A Blessing in Divorce. Today I want to talk to you about perspective and labels. Um, You know, one of the things that my clients, I guess, love about me is the fact that I help them see another perspective. There's always another way to look at things and it can really change your entire journey through something like divorce. It changes your healing journey. It changes how you grow, whether you grow at all from this, whether you learn, whether you stay in victim mode, it changes everything. So this is important and I'm really looking forward to having this conversation with you today. So I invite you to join me with, you know, have an open mind because I might be telling you some things or sharing some things with you that might feel hard to hear, but I I'm going to I'm going to say that the harder it feels to hear it, the more you probably need to hear it. So, let's just dive into this and I would also love to hear from you by the way when you've heard the whole episode, if you have any feedback or questions, um this is going to be a really important conversation. So, let's do this. Hello and welcome back to another episode of A Blessing in Divorce. I'm so grateful to be allowed into your headset and your day today. My name is Elizabeth and I am the host of this podcast and the owner and founder of The Separation Club, which is the club you never wanted to be part of, but the best club to be in if you're going through separation and divorce. Here we talk about how to heal, move forward and find love if you're so inclined. Also motherhood through divorce, finding yourself and creating the life you deserve. Our tools are community, sisterhood, honesty, vulnerability, spirituality, and coaching. And that's when we aren't talking to our experts. I'm also a divorced mother of four adult sons, stepmom to three. So we will be talking about everything that goes with all of that here. If you are recently separated, thinking of separating, divorcing, or even beyond your divorce, but still feeling it, then this is the show for you. And I am so glad you are here. Today, I want to talk to you about perspective and how we look at things determines how we feel about things. So I want to introduce you to a concept that I have, you know, often shared with my clients and that I actually learned from my own coach a long time ago. And that is that our thoughts cause our feelings, our feelings um, lead to our actions and our actions cause our results in our life. So another way to look at that is what we're thinking determines what we're feeling and what we're feeling determines what we do you know how we show up in this world how we interact with other people how we act and that also determines then our actions and the things that we do and say and how we interact with people determine the quality of our life if you are not enjoying or liking or feeling good about how some part of your life is playing out then we need to go back to the beginning and talk about you know, what were, what were your thoughts? What were you thinking? What were you feeling? And what were you doing about those thoughts and feelings? Perspective. Perspective is the ability, in my opinion, in my, the ability to look at things differently, having perspective. And when we are going through a crisis and things are really, really hard and divorce is a crisis and that is really hard, we tend to close off. We tend to become very sort of tunnel visioned and we lose perspective. 
because all we can think about and feel and act on is what's happening to us in this little tunnel of what we're going through. And the only other things that seem to influence that tunnel basically are the people that are right in it. You know, your kids, your soon-to-be ex, your attorney perhaps, these people that are actually playing a role in this particular problem. And that's where we limit ourselves. When we get so focused on the minutiae and the little things that happen and the the comments and the text messages and the emails and what someone said to one of the kids and what they then said to you. And we get all caught up in that little stuff and we lose perspective. We stop looking at things from a different side. We stop asking ourselves or even questioning ourselves about, is this, am, this the way that I'm thinking about it, the truth? Or is it just me creating a narrative? that suits me and suits maybe my victimhood or my pain or my ability to grasp this moment. Now, I get that we're going to spend time in that place where it seems impossible to think outside of this little hole that we feel like we're in. Um, I remember being there and I remember being so consumed with, you know, the affair and where was he and was he with her and what were they doing what were they talking about like consumed by the realities that were happening around me and it's not an easy place to be but I also know that when I was able to pull myself out of that really dense closed off place that's when I could start seeing the world first of all the hope that was in front of me the possibilities that were in front of me But I was also able to look at things differently. And that's not to say that I suddenly thought it was okay what my ex had been doing or that um, suddenly everything was great. It was just that I was no longer so mired in being a victim to what he had done. So I want to share with you some of the things that come up in coaching conversations when I'm working one-on-one with my clients You know, I get to know them quite well, or at least this part of their life. And so I get to know quite a bit about their relationship and especially how she relates to the relationship, how it ended, how it used to be, and how it is now. And this is where the narratives start to play in, okay? The the conversations we have with ourselves and then also with others about what happened and what our role was and what responsibility we have and what the other person did and what their role was. So, you know, when we are communicating what's going on to other people, and especially when we're communicating it to ourselves, it is so important that we, first of all, are honest with ourselves, therefore with others, and that we really look at the whole picture. So I'm going to use the affair example again, just because, you know, It happened to me and it's unfortunately very common that that's the catalyst that causes marriages to end. And and again, by the way, that's an example of perspective. So I could say that my marriage ended because he had an affair. But the truth is, our marriage wasn't great. We weren't fighting. We weren't being horrible to each other necessarily. But we weren't a team either. We weren't doing things together, being there for each other. We were living two separate lives in the same house. We were roommates, essentially. And we were raising our kids, which 
from my perspective, I was doing most of. But anyhow, and it was in this place that that he had an affair. And I also know that he'd gone through a lot of stuff when it came to, to his career. Things that had caused him to feel like a failure and that he had let us down and and let you know like us himself and other people down disappointed people that he hadn't achieved what he'd wanted to achieve so he'd gone through some things like that in his career and i i can see when i get on the outside and i leave my very emotional self-pity place that that's why he was vulnerable to an affair so Yes, the affair was the catalyst that ended our marriage because when I found out about it, and it was his second one, by the way, I had no desire to fight through all of that again to heal all of those wounds one more time because the marriage we had now and we'd had for years, it wasn't one I wanted bad enough anymore. It just wasn't good enough. I didn't believe that we were able, that we were going to be able to fix it. So from that perspective, whereas I could except that it wasn't all his fault. Um, It was just simply our marriage had broken down and wasn't good anymore. And therefore he did something which was catastrophic to our relationship for sure. But that wasn't why. There were a bunch of reasons why the marriage ended. So it's perspective, right? I don't agree with what he did. I don't agree with that being a solution to a bad marriage. I don't agree with any of those things. But that is what happened and I can see how it happened. And the reason that's so important is because it allowed me to take responsibility for my role, to understand why this happened and not just live in this sort of bubble of I'm right and he's wrong and, you know, I didn't do anything to deserve this and he did everything wrong and he's bad and he's mean. Like that doesn't serve anyone. It serves my ego. It makes you know, it makes it possible for me to go out there and and be sort of the the broken, wounded person because of what he did. So it's all his fault, he's bad, and it's not my fault, I'm good. And that's ego, by the way. We just want everybody to see us as being the good person and the other one as being the bad one. But there's nothing gained by that. Like, yeah, you get some sympathy and you get some people agreeing with you that, you know, your ex is a jerk for doing that and whatever. But that only takes you so far. All it really does is it soothes you and it strokes your ego. It does not heal you. It does not move you forward. In fact, it keeps you in the past because the only way you can get that hit of feeling good about yourself is to go back and revisit the pain and talk about what the other person did and then have the person you're telling go, oh my God, you poor thing. But what are we doing? We're just sitting in the old pain. So, okay, moving forward. The thing that happens when we choose a narrative that puts us in a bad light, like, for example, being a victim of what someone else did, or we start attaching labels to what they did, like uh, my ex is a narcissist or my ex is abusive, my ex emotionally abused me. Now, again, I want to say I understand that these things happen and they're devastating, they're traumatic events, and there's a lot of healing that needs to happen. But I also know, I can tell from conversations I have, that not every relationship is abusive. And you would think they were if you go into Facebook groups for separation and divorce, whether it's men or female, men or women talking, you would think every 
person out there is divorcing a narcissist, a sociopath, a psychopath, a, an abusive personality. Not everybody is abusive. Now, when a marriage breaks down, I think people treat each other badly and they're not very nice to each other and they say really horrible things. And some of those things can feel very difficult to to take traumatic, um, hurtful, and abusive. Um, but again, when we get so attached to the label and to labeling this person to let everyone know how badly you were treated, then you are still living in that place of being a victim to that treatment or that abuse or that narcissist. You know, oh, my ex was a narc, such a narc, blah, 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 right? We all do that. We've all been there. We've all said things like that. But if you don't let go of it, then you're going to live there forever just to get that hit of, oh, you poor thing, right? So what I'd like to invite you to do today is to just sit back a bit. Or I, when I'm coaching my clients, I almost imagine myself or feel myself kind of floating up and like looking down on this conversation between me and her, because I work with women, and and I see all the pieces fall into place. I see, I hear her talking, and suddenly I can see all the floating pieces. And I was like, I, I'm able to puzzle them together, and I see the whole picture. And I really, I've become very good at hearing exactly what they're saying, and understanding what's behind it. So I'll hear someone talk about their ex, for example, like, you know, he betrayed me, he abandoned me, he left me like I was like of no value to him. He just turned his back on me, like he'd never loved me. How could he possibly do that if he had ever loved me? Like these are big statements. And, and when you say those things, and you believe those things, and you live from that place, yeah, it's going to hurt, it's going to hurt a lot. But what if you looked at it a little bit differently? What if you said to yourself, you know, maybe he just didn't have, or she didn't have the tools to, to work through our problems. What if my ex or soon to be ex found it easier to leave than to stay and do the work? I wish it wasn't true. I wish it wasn't like that. But they didn't abandon me. It wasn't a malicious, I'm walking away from this person because I never loved her and I never wanted to be with her. It's not like that. But that's what I hear my client saying to me. That's not what happened. And I can promise you that your ex is not waking up every morning going, hmm, what can I do to hurt my ex today? I mean, there are the odd ones that do that. And they, you know, that's a whole separate issue. But for the most part, they're not even thinking about you. Not because they hate you, not because they never loved you, but because they're getting on with their life. Plain and simple. And if they are thinking about you, they're probably thinking about a lot of the things that you are. They're angry, they're hurt, they're frustrated, they're sad, they're grieving. They're doing all the things that you're doing. They're not just walking off into the sunset forgetting that you even existed. And that brings me to another label that a lot of my clients attach to themselves, especially, again, if there's been an affair. It's like, I feel like you threw me out with the trash. I feel like I'm just a piece of garbage that he put out at the curb. Don't ever 
call yourself a piece of trash or garbage. You are not discarded like a piece of trash. That is not what the intent was of that person who had an affair. There are all kinds of reasons why they had an affair. None of them are valid or good enough, but there are reasons why they felt or why they chose to do this. And it's not because they were thinking, my wife is a piece of trash. I'm just going to throw her out like one. That's not what they're thinking. They're thinking, I can't believe I'm doing this to her. I feel really bad, but I don't, you know, blah, whatever. Who knows what they're thinking? This is the thing. Who knows what they're thinking? So let's not attach these ugly labels to ourselves and assume that that's what they're thinking and that that's what they were doing. Because all you're succeeding in doing when you do that is making yourself feel like crap. Okay, you are just making yourself feel like that piece of trash that was put out at the curb. But that was never the intent. The intent was never even to hurt you. Probably the intent was never for you to even find out. But here you are, right? So what I'd like to invite you to do is to change your perspective, to to take a look at it and go, I don't know why my ex had an affair. I don't know why my ex chose to leave me or I don't know why my ex has been treating me so badly. It's not because I'm not worthy. It's not because I'm ugly. It's not because I'm overweight. It's not because I am, um, my body doesn't look good anymore. It's not because of any of the things that you think it is. It's because of something that's missing inside them. You don't know what that is perhaps because they're not able to communicate it to you. But don't start labeling yourself in a negative way because you think that they are. Don't do that to yourself. And even if they happen to be labeling you and they happen to say really cruel things to you, that doesn't mean you have to believe them. That doesn't mean you have to accept that as truth. So please, please, I really encourage you to start to let go of some of those labels and rather say to yourself, I don't know why they did what they did. I don't like it. But I'm going to love myself through this in a big way. I am going to shine brightly. I'm going to step up being the best person I know how to be. I'm going to show up for my kids. I'm going to show up for myself. I'm going to show up for my friends. I'm going to be the person I love being. I'm going to do my best. Doesn't that feel better to say those things to yourself? And I know that there are many days where you're crying so hard that it's impossible for you to say anything to yourself. And I get it. And that's okay. That is totally okay. But can you on those days just choose to say nothing instead of saying bad things to yourself? Can you just say, I'm having a horrible day. I am going to cry all day today, it seems. Oh, well, that's what I'm doing today. And that's okay. Not because something's wrong with you. You are not broken. You're not deficient. You're not unworthy. You're none of those things. You know, when I when I hear one of my clients say to me, why wasn't my partner able to just keep loving me? Why does no one love me? Why is it that no one wants to stay with me? 
oh, it breaks my heart. It breaks my heart to hear them say that because I know they're in so much pain. And it breaks my heart because I remember saying it myself. I remember thinking when I went through that, I literally lined up all the people that had ever left me in my life, like whether it was a friend who betrayed me or the fact that my parents decided to move back to Norway from Canada so that they could be, well, they wanted to be in Norway. But sometimes I'd say to myself, well, they care more about my sister because they wanted to be close to her but didn't want to be close to me. That's perspective. That's my narrative. And that's a narrative that keeps me in pain. So generally speaking, I'm able to let go of that too, okay? (laughs) But, you know, you don't think I went there when I was going through all this. You don't think I said to myself, everybody leaves me. You know, he cheated on me. My parents went back to Norway without me. Um, You know, this friend did this and this friend did that. And like, oh my God, it's not hard to create a list of scenarios, people, circumstances that back up your worst nightmare, that back up your negative feelings about yourself and your negative perspective of the situation. It's easy to find that evidence. So I want you to flip that, to literally flip it and go, okay, I am worthy and lovable and all those things. It's too bad this person can't see that anymore and has decided to go somewhere else or whatever, but I'm going to look for evidence of the fact that I am lovable and that there are people who care about me and that, you know, I I can create a new life for myself that's going to be really good. Now, I also want to address the fact that you may have chosen to leave or you may be listening to this thinking, I want to leave, but I don't know how. And the label and perspective that you may be applying to yourself is, I'm a horrible person for wanting to leave. You know, my partner is a good person, good parent. You know, why is it that I can't be happy? Why, what's wrong with me? Um, Should I just stay? You might be thinking all those things as well. And again, I want you to take that perspective, first of all, off the other person and just, just say to yourself, I'm allowed to be happy. I'm allowed to be happy. So what if I just make that the the basis of all my choices in life and everything that I do is that I'm allowed to be happy? No, I'm not going to deliberately hurt people out of malice or disregard. But I'm also not going to disregard myself and my happiness. I'm not going to be the one that always has to give in or give up or lay down or not have or accept or tolerate right? There's only one person in this whole world who will put your happiness at the very top of the list and that's you. It's the same for everyone else. As much as you might say, oh, I'm like, I'm such a people pleaser. I always chose to do everything for my partner. I just wanted my partner to be happy. I'm sure you're right, but you did it to make yourself feel better as well. Ultimately, We do everything in life to feel peaceful, to feel joyful and happy, to feel loved. We do it for ourselves. In the process, we can love people and be kind and generous with them and supportive and helpful and all of those things. 
but we do tend to do that so that we can feel good ourselves. I would say that the only relationship where that isn't the case is the relationship between a parent and a child. We truly do want our children to be happy and that is a priority for us. So now that I've said all these things, I hope you can understand that calling yourself names or telling the whole world that this other person must be thinking this or that about you is only hurting you more. It's only keeping you in the past. It's keeping you in your pain. Let's flip it. Let's flip the perspective. Let's look at it differently through a different lens, even from their perspective. Let's allow for that they're also in pain. Let's allow for that they're grieving and hurting and angry and frustrated as well, just like you. And let's allow for that that matters as much as your feelings. You don't have to take responsibility for their feelings. You don't have to do anything but making them feel better. None of those things. Any more than they're doing for you. But just understand that there's another human being in this equation. And don't attach meaning to the things that they do that isn't true. Don't say to yourself that you were betrayed if you weren't. Don't say to yourself that they abandoned you if they didn't. You know, I have one client who used that word a lot. You know, he abandoned me. He abandoned me. He broke my heart. He betrayed me. But the truth was that she asked him to leave. And he did. Maybe that wasn't really what she wanted him to do that day. Maybe she wanted him to turn around in the door and say, Please don't ask me to leave. I promise I'll change. I'm going to do better. I will make you happy. Please, can I stay? It's a pipe dream. He didn't do that. And he walked out. And that felt like betrayal to her. It felt like abandonment to her. Maybe she's angry at herself for asking him to leave. And because he did. I don't know. But I know that she has spent... A lot of time in that narrative to the point where she isn't able to move forward. We had a big talk and I helped her see that perspective and I introduced something to her which I don't think she'd heard before and even thought about. I said, did it ever occur to you that when you asked him to leave that he felt betrayed, that he felt angry that you did that? that he felt that you were giving up on the family and the marriage when you asked him to leave? Did it ever occur to you that the reason he walked out that door without looking back is because he was so hurt that he couldn't turn back? And that she had never thought of. It's perspective. The, the reason I said that to her was because I wanted to help her let go of the story that she had held on to for two years and allow herself a new story where, yeah, our marriage wasn't good for decades. I asked him to leave because I couldn't take it anymore. And yes, I was pretty shocked that he left. But I know that I can have a better, more happy, more fulfilled life now. It feels a lot better to say those things than to live in this narrative that isn't exactly true it's the truth that she created for herself to feel better and 
you know, it's very possible that her ex has a similar narrative to make himself feel better as well. Who knows? It doesn't really matter. It doesn't matter for her healing. You know, I, I am reminded of the episode I did on closure and why you don't need it from them and that you can create your own closure. Um, I'm going to link to that episode in the show notes below because I think that would be a really good episode to watch after this one. They're connected. Perspective, closure. It feels like a good place to, <laughs> to learn things that are interconnected and to really move you forward. I hope our conversation today has been helpful for you. And maybe I've said some things that feel hard to hear. Um, You might feel like I put all of it on you. And that's not what I want to do. But then it kind of is too, though, because I want you to take responsibility for your healing and your growth and your forward movement as you go through this. I want you to say to yourself, you know, I, I'm choosing to look at this differently. I'm choosing to look at it in a way that allows me to move forward. I'm choosing to let go of the old story because I don't want to live in it anymore because it hurts me. I'm going to let go of that story now. It, you know, maybe the narrative is true. There, there was betrayal. There was an affair. There was abuse. There was all those things. But in order to heal, you have to let go of that story. You have to create right a new story, a new story for you. What is your new story? Is it about having new love in your life? Maybe it's about changing your careers or starting your own business or decorating your home in a way that feels really aligned with you. Maybe it's about pursuing a spiritual path that you felt really drawn to, but your ex thought it was silly and didn't really, you know, you just didn't feel comfortable doing it around, you know, them, whatever. This is your opportunity. A divorce isn't a death. A divorce isn't the end of your life. It is just the end of a phase. It's just something is coming to an end and therefore something is beginning. As soon as something ends, there's a void. There's space. There's space to create something new. And that's what you can do now. I used my divorce as, and the healing I did as literally a launch pad into a new life. I am a completely different person than I was when I was married to my ex. I have created such a beautiful life, an aligned life for myself. It's exactly the way I want it. I'm doing what I feel passionate about. I'm living and working and creating in a space which is exactly where I want to be. I just came home from Costa Rica where I led a retreat for women from the separation club and and other women, by the way, it's just not just for divorced women. And it was the most fulfilling and joyful experience I've ever had in my life, other than perhaps like raising my children. Being able to create that kind of a life for myself and those kinds of opportunities honestly wouldn't have happened if I'd stayed in that marriage. It wasn't a marriage that was conducive to that kind of growth and that kind of development for me. So am I glad I'm divorced? Not, No, I probably not. But am I grateful for the growth and the opportunities and the things that have happened as a result of it? Yes, very much so. So ladies and gents, if you're here listening, 
change your perspective. Find a way to look at things that helps you move forward. No, you don't have to be all butterflies and unicorns right away. I get that that doesn't happen right away. But what if you just said to yourself, maybe it doesn't have to be that hard. Maybe it doesn't have to take that long. Maybe I'm ready to start feeling better. Maybe, just maybe, it's time for you to step into your light and start creating your new dream life. The life that you want to create and have and live and breathe every single day. One that makes you feel that you're in alignment with your values and the things that you care about. What if you were to look at things in a way where that was possible? Those things aren't possible when you're living in the past and retelling a story that you've been retelling for three months, six months, two years, five years. Not possible. So let's change our perspectives. Let's let go of the old labels because we don't need them anymore. Not because they're wrong or weren't true at the time. Just because we don't need them anymore. We have new labels to attach to ourselves like I'm intelligent, I'm creative, I am worthy. I don't know, you keep that going, okay? Wherever you are right now, in your car, at home, listening to this, say something, attach a new label to yourself. What are you? Are you happy, joyful? And even if you're not feeling that right now, say it, just say it. Say it until you believe it and then believe it until you are it, okay? That's what I have for you today, ladies. And I would so love to hear from you on this conversation. I would like to know what labels are you letting go of? What is the thing that you know after this, after listening to this episode, you're like, oh God, Elizabeth, yes. I need to let go of this and this. I need to stop saying this and this. I want to hear about that. If you're if you're watching this on YouTube, put it in the comments. If you're listening here on Spotify or Apple, wherever you're listening to this, please share. I want to know what you're letting go of. Thank you. Thank you for being here for this conversation today. Thank you for sticking around to the end. I know that you have grasped the importance of this conversation just by the fact that you're still here. And I know you're ready. You are ready to move forward. You are ready to shine. So let's do that. Let's do that together. I will be back next week with a new episode. And until then, have the most beautiful day.